Welcome back to Gravity Falls, a Tad Strange podcast. Oh. My name is The Last Mablecorn, and today we're going to be discussing Joe, which is season two, episode 15. Um, in the beloved animated series Tad Strange. Uh, again, I'll be your host, The Last Mablecorn. Uh, I'm joined today by... I am the Moonstone. Uh-huh. And I am mm-hmm. the Walrus. And... cuckoo kachoo <laughs> <laughs> I can't... I can't mess it up if I've already messed it up. <laughs> oh, you can. What, what episode is this? It's episode 15, is what I said. Oh. I didn't hear that part. I was oh. crying from everything else you messed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what season is this, Joe? <laughs> okay. I know it's season two, but I just glanced over to where I have the episode up, and I read it as season three. So I think that counts as keeping the meme going. <laughs> no, I think it counts as keeping the meme going because you said that right and nothing else in the intro. Maybe. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Can it be a meme if you did it on purpose, though? Memes are supposed to happen. I mean, memes are made, Mm. so... Memes are thought of. See, memes are thought of, and then memes are replicated. So is is any meme other than the first posting of the meme really true memeology? Welcome back to Memeology, (laughs) the meme podcast. Um, I'm Moonstone. I'm James. I'm done with this bit. (laughs) Um, Welcome back to Tad Strange, the Gravity Fallist. Of podcasts, I really like that intro. Um, yeah, and one. today we're going to be discussing season two, episode fifteen, the last Mablecorn. So, I've been, um, I've gone into each one of these episodes, the past few ones after the like the mid-season thing, with like huge, uh, uh, like a huge backpack full of my own expectations of what the show or what the episode is going to be like, uh-huh. and my own memory of whether I really liked it and whether I really didn't like it. And so far, every single episode has not been it. It's almost like I have aged at least four years, and my tastes have somewhat changed in apparently those four years. Interesting um, idea. A very interesting idea. But what's also interesting is how y'all's reaction was to this episode. Why was that interesting? A plus. Um, can you tell me what you <laughs> oh, found interesting yeah. about it, Joey? Um, the fact that I I care about you deeply and about your uh your opinions on things. This is one of my favorite episodes ever. <laughs> okay, alrighty. Uh, I'm glad because the way I remembered this episode is I didn't like it. Really? I did. I remember not liking this episode. Um, And maybe. This is what I wanted from last last week. (laughs) This is what is exactly what I was talking about, about Gravity Falls being Gravity Falls. This is it. Yep. Careful about peeking out your mic there, bud. I turned myself uh, down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting excited. Listen. Yeah, I'm that glad. Opening sequence. Oh my gosh! Yes, was better than last week's entire episode. I, I don't I even remember right. what happened last week. <laughs> no, like honestly, that's. Oh, I love Ford's dreamscape. First of all, just the visual design. Yeah, we get to see, um, not quite to the same level as, uh, like not what he seems with the whole, uh, like, uh, well, sunsets, like, that whole section where the whole town was in. In that like, golden orange sunset light, it's not quite the same thing, but just the the like pure. I don't want to say art, but like just beauty and style that's in um, his like dreamscape scene is phenomenal. 
Um, it is. And we also get like a bit more of that going throughout. Um, and, and there's a lot more to discuss, I think, regarding style. But Matt, you came out with a A plus swing. Yeah, man. Are you going to follow through? Okay. I love okay. it. I, I love it. And there's um, maybe a few parts that I wasn't maybe 100% on, whether it's a joke or like just timing wise, something goes on for too long or doesn't go on long enough. But meh. If I gave Solid. last week an A minus, I give this an A plus. I love it. I love it. Yep. Um, there's only I think one part of this entire episode I don't like. Okay. There's like one thing that I was like I didn't. Like. Everything else was fine. <laughs> Everything else was was great. I like the Mabel plot. I like the Dipper plot. I like how they mm. both. Everything they do is just fantastic. Yeah. I, I like how it ends. It's just it's good. Nice the jokes are all really good. I don't know if I can pinpoint the reason, but. Maybe knowing how the episode ended the first time me and Trevor watched it. Every time Celeste Bella Bethabel does some <laughs> stupid unicorn thing, I lose it. I lose it like going posing and neighing and oh my, I lose it. It's, it's so good. Um, speaking of her, because let's just get mm. voice actors out there. Sam Marin. Um, I think that's how you say his last name. M-A-R-I-N is the voice actor for uh her and he is from the regular show oh okay i think he plays pops yeah he plays pops muscle man and benson so he plays all actually he plays that's that's phenomenal yeah he's very talented which is cool it's cool to see another like big voice actor specifically voice actor because a lot of the other people we see like do a lot of stuff, but he is yeah Adventure yep. Time. He only has a handful of credits, but it's like regular show Adventure Time. This, hmm. but I mean, when you say regular show, he's in 219 episodes. So yeah, that'll, you know. that'll kind of do that. Wow, that is impressive. Apparently, he won a primetime Emmy for an outstanding short format at the end of program in 2012 Ooh. or something. Radical. Matt, do you want to, or I'm assuming you have a Sinon uh, C, as the French say. Oh, let me uh, introduce you to the Sinon C de l'Episode. Mm-hmm. We, um, I am not going to continue this Episode synopsis in Francais. I'm going to continue it in English. I think we've lost about uh, half of our audience. Forty. <laughs> well, uh, today I learned that half the world speaks French. Listeners, good, good you, fun fact, Joe. If you haven't already, Thanks. you can um, grab that file that you downloaded to listen to this and just drag it to the recycling bin <laughs> and just get it off your computer because you don't need it anymore. Another way of taking care of this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is by installing Myth 2 and then trying to uninstall it and then get wipe your hard drive. <laughs> Heard about that? Mm-hmm. Another fun. way is, you know, if you're not on a PC listening to this, if you're on your phone or something, um, you can delete uh, the the app that's been processing it, but that's not really going to fully erase it. You Mm-mm. could release uh, or delete, go in and like find the file exactly where it's stored and delete that. But there's still going to be a record on your conscience um, and probably on your phone and probably from your internet service provider. So you have two options. One, um, mount a rebellion and take down your internet service provider. Uh, or or that's the sorry, preferred options. Option. Yeah, number one, uh, mount a coup. The number highly two, preferred. Like 90% do that, but these are other options two, as well. Spend the, spend the next 15 years rising through the ranks of uh, AT&T or wh- whatever your service provider is. And then when you finally reach uh, the president, just 
blow up all the servers. Just bring in your intern and hand him some dynamite and say, go destroy all the servers. Don't ask yep. why. You'll get college credit for this. And, and that's, then, that's 9%. And yep, this yep. last the one. Final, the final one is just take your take your phone, just flush it down the pooper. <laughs> just just stick it right in that uh, that, that porcelain uh, 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 altar and just... <laughs> And just release it um, onto the fishes. That's the other option. Most most phones nowadays are water resistant, though, so it's yeah, not going to do much good. What you need not. to do, and I saw this on Facebook, okay. you need to, if you have a microwave, okay, set your microwave for 10 minutes, put your phone in it, and start. And it will, it will clean all of mm. the... Uh, hard drive inside of your phone yeah because like if sense. you have bugs in your phone radiation mm-hmm. kills bugs yep. right Except yeah for cockroaches so if you have cockroaches you in your phone they're just going to get stronger that, that's true. if you've made the cockroaches stronger you need to leave your house immediately yeah. your house is now condemned and alternately uh, I'll, I'll send my intern to come another up. way if you catch it to forget the about five this minutes, episode you can tear the microwave off the wall and mm-hmm. just throw it as far as you can or just flush that down the toilet yeah, that should work. Most microwaves aren't toilet-proof. Another way to forget about this episode is by making someone else listen to it, because then the curse passes to them, and you are set free, and you can leave, but then they have to find someone new to pass it to. Hey, that's that's very good. I have an idea. Can we cut this whole section and put it as the intro to the Society of the Blind Eye episode? <laughs> this would be very good. <laughs> I think we made a new society. It's Society Let's of go the back in Blind Phone? <laughs> Something like that. Society of the iPhone? The blind just, iPhone. Ooh, nice. Nice. I think we just conned them into wasting even more of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what happened in uh, The Last Maple Corn? Oh, my goodness. Okay, it's nighttime. Ford is sleeping. Ford has a dream slash flashback slash nightmare slash visitation with Bill, who warns that he's been making allies. And when Ford slips up, the world will burn. The next day... Ford calls a family meeting. <laughs> the twins tell him about their encounters with Bill, and Ford makes a plan to protect the shack with a concoction of various rare materials, including unicorn hair, which can only be retrieved by someone of pure heart. Enter Mabel, who goes off on a quest with Grenda, Candy, and Wendy, as Dipper and Ford go into Ford's secret workshop to bill-proof their minds. The girls find the secret unicorn alcove, finding Celeste Bell of Ethabel, uh, heretofore referred to as Seabell, and Mabel presents herself as a girl of pure heart, but Seabell rejects her as impure, causing Mabel to reflect on teasing Dipper and breaking a window. Maybe she's not as good of a person, so they go on a montage to do a thousand <laughs> good deeds. And it's fantastic. They return to Celeste Bell, but she again rejects Mabel, causing her to run out of the alcove, crying, determined to find a perfect act to make her pure. Now, Wendy, Kanda, Candy, and Grenda decide this is unacceptable and they go to a gnome tavern to get the secret to taking down a unicorn fairy dust they return to the alcove mabel stops the girls from snipping the hair but they end up finding out from two other unicorns who arrive that the pure of heart thing is just a racket made up by the unicorns to keep humans away from them so they fight Meanwhile, back in the Mystery Shack, uh, Ford puts a techno helmet on Dipper, which will, over time, uh, encrypt his thoughts against Bill. A little bit later, Dipper convinces himself to put the helmet on Ford 
who has fallen asleep so that he can read Ford's thoughts and know what has happened with Ford, with the author that he's been searching for. Now Ford wakes up and demands that Dipper hands him the interdimensional rift. And we have this whole tense thing of, oh no, did Bill take over Ford's mind as he fell asleep? But it's okay. Ford describes how Bill had tricked him into promising secret knowledge about anomalies, but Bill really wanted to open a bridge between the nightmare dimension and our world via the mindscape. Ford decides to work together and be completely honest with Dipper so that they can be the last people to be tricked by Bill. The girls arrive with the unicorn hair and they protect the check from Bill. And we end the episode seeing Bill deciding to use a pawn from outside of the mystery shack to get what he wants. One thing I love about this episode, I never gave it a rating. That's the thing I love about it. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it sits at a solid A for me. Nice. There are some in- improvements that could come, which I'll talk about later, I think. But um, I love the simplicity of this episode in that you have the A plot and you have the B plot. I'm, another discussion we could have is which is which. Um, mm. That's something that I kind of wrestled with. Um, what, what's kind of the main story here? But you have uh, Mabel's, which is basically you need to get ma- uh, unicorn hair. You go to get the hair from the unicorns. They say, you need to do this thing. You go and do the thing. It doesn't work. You give up. Your friends try to circumvent it um, by, by doing it their own way, basically breaking the rules. You come back. You find out that the whole thing was a farce, and then you, you take what you want. <laughs> yep. And Dipper's is even simpler, um, where it's, okay, you're talking with Ford, and then you're talking with Ford, and then you're talking with Ford, and then you're talking with Ford. Now, basically, Ford, it's like, we need to, like, bill-proof your mind. Let's try to do that. Oh, uh, I'm bored. I, I want to know more about what's going on here. Then put the helmet on Ford. It, it, actually, listing it out, it, it's, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't think I am. Just the whole scene is mm-hmm. so well-built. Mm-hmm. And the tension is so well kind of crafted and, and just the cutting back and forth between the two plots is so well done that all, literally all that happens is Ford has Dipper bill proof his mind. Dipper decides to use the machine on Ford to read his mind instead. And then Ford reveals, hey, I have this like darker backstory and I made some mistakes in my past. Yep. And that's literally like their entire plot. But it feels like it takes up almost equal screen time to the to the uh, Mablecorn plot. <laughs> Exposition. Yeah, that's a good point. But huh, that's I really true. thought something else happened in there. Also, it is. I called it. <laughs> I said okay. it four episodes ago when they were telling Stanford's background story. I said. He said, I need a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm sworn he's going to turn to Bill. He probably <laughs> already did. <laughs> and he did. Yep. Yep. I think he did. Called it. <laughs> also, I want to point out, Matt told me yesterday, it's not a good idea to get a metal plate in my head. Oh. 
Okay. I, Why is I that? Because it's bad for you? <laughs> for for your health? Bill and Cipher can't read my mind. It ricochets yep. bullets. Two things I yep. need. Well, well, that wasn't a bullet, and Bill Cipher isn't bullets. real. How do you know? <laughs> because I've slept a lot and never seen him there. Maybe you just have really boring dreams. <laughs> I did have a weird dream like last week. I don't dream often, but... I had... So, okay. I'm going to tell you guys about my day. I went to bed at okay. 7 a.m. because of my insomnia. Mm. So I slept for three hours, got up, did some stuff, and then I went, I'm going to watch a movie, and I put a movie on, and I passed out. And within my time passing out, I had a dream that I lived in a different house, and it was, like, normal. I was like, okay, this is whatever. And then all these, like, members of the royal family from England showed up and were like, the queen is coming! And then I had no clothes on and my beard was shaved into chops. And they were, like, really bad chops. Like, my whole sides were gone. I just had, like, a goatee missing the middle part. And this guy was like, you cannot stand before the queen. Get dressed! And the only thing, like, I went to my room to get dressed and there was just paper in my room. Just boxes of paper. And I was just like, what's going going on and then i woke up that was my dream oh my gosh i don't want that oh my god i have the oddest like fever dreams i'm telling you oh my my gosh dream was just putting on pants for a job i don't work for anymore (laughs) you ever have a dream where like you're trying to do something constantly and you just can't get it done because something keeps stopping you yeah, that was this. I just was in my <laughs> underwear, but they weren't my underwear because I don't own, oh, I don't own no. underwear like that. <laughs> and I just couldn't find pants the whole time. And every time I walked to the room, there were just like dukes sitting there and they were like, I say crumpets. Well, you could have worn the like, dukes. Uh, I could have worn the dukes. The daisy. Yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you sponsored by me undies in your dream? <laughs> oh, oh, no. This dream sponsored by me undies. <laughs> Are you not wearing your undies? Try me undies. There's a whole Futurama episode about that. About me undies? <laughs> no, 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 no. About okay. Essentially, it is. This is we're talking what? like you know, 15 years ago. This episode aired, mm-hmm. and it's about Fry goes to sleep, and he has a dream of being like in his underwear in front of his class, and they're laughing at him. They go, "Your underwear is stupid." And this guy kicks the door down. And he's like, "You need some of these light spring briefs." And it was a commercial in his dream. Because oh in the future, gosh. they just put commercials straight into your dream for you. Nice. It was essentially a podcast. <laughs> Wake up. Wow. Oh, are we all dreaming right now? I don't know. Hey, um, I meant to ask this last week, but I skipped over it. Um, it's me, Mr. I'm looking at the intro, like, again, and... Mm-hmm. wondering does wendy play the guitar when they're at the campfire in, there's a guitar the next to wendy scene. yeah oh. but she doesn't actually play it i wonder if they just kept it in there because it's in the first episode hmm. again we know that they didn't really have plans for wendy or what to do with her so maybe they didn't know you know what i mean yeah yeah it's just like well this is a campfire outside also guitar i asked i, I asked know. matt this is she wearing a john snow tank top in this episode oh <gasps> It has the white huh. wolf on it, and the way it's like sitting huh. on her body, it looks like the white wolf. So, I didn't make that connection at all. Yeah, which made and me don't think know. it's funny because so the unicorns are blatantly based off of My Little Pony, 
Uh, they yeah. actually have marks on them, and they're, they're meant yep. to look like them yep. and yep. look yep. like them. So I thought it was really funny that all the little girls are like, really, like super into My Little Pony, and the older girls really into Game of Thrones. <laughs> I thought it was like a parallel they were trying to draw. Yeah, you're not the only one. Did anyone notice? I, I read a post. Uh, list of illusions. Okay, the screaming head that Bill conjures is based on call. Okay, well, that's a different one. Yeah, that's, that's a while ago. Wendy's shirt has a design similar to the dire wolf sigil of the nice. stars. Yeah, yeah huh. I yeah, made so none I thought, of those connections. I thought that's the parallel they were trying to draw, was that she was in Game of Thrones and they were in She's older. Uh, she's into cool dragons that they decide in the TV series mean nothing. But... I, well... Mm. Okay, listen. That one dragon in Game of Thrones burns a city down. It destroys buildings by breathing fire on them, which isn't even possible. I watched a whole video on this. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I watched... I literally, like... I, I do a lot at night now because I have, like, super insomnia and I can't sleep. So, and I can't, like, move around because I'm exhausted. So I just lay in my bed and watch YouTube. And I watched a whole video on dragon power levels. Hmm. Good time. Oh, nice. How, like, how dragons power level? Like, how to power yeah, is... your level your dragon is a Disney movie. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, it's the, it's the no, newest. it was, like... If Smog is X, then what are like mm. the dragons Ooh. from Game of Thrones? What about nice. dragons from Dragonheart? So I just like went over them. Like these ones are like this, and these ones. Are... And then people, it essentially came to the point that the ones from Game of Thrones are just really strong for no reason, because they can blow up buildings like they're shooting bombs from their mouth, even though they're just spraying fire. So, mm. Yeah. You're not a dragon, uh, an anatomy tenet. You know what? I'm going to pick this conversation up and be dragging it back to topic. Oh, boy. Ooh. Nice. There are some nice. there are some good, good jokes in this episode. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Mabel recently is her just screaming things. <laughs> like with the fireworks, which is I am the god of death or whatever. I, I am yeah. the god and of destruction. Of destruction. And then <laughs> running across mm -hmm. with the water balloon like... Yeah, oh, the war cry. Yeah. This one, let me go on the quest. I want to go on the quest. I'll give you my blood. Do you not see what sweater I wear? It's just so, yeah, so good. And yeah. then when 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 she leaves, first off, she has a speed dial group call with Candy Grandma yes, with all of them on it. Yep, um, yep. And then they're like, "You think you're gonna do it? Not a chance." <laughs> just immediately, <laughs> yeah, like, it's so good. It's just so good. Oh. Um, I really like, let's talk about the Ford and Dipper plot. Yeah. That sounds perfect. There's so much cool stuff listed on the screens when Dipper gets his like head hooked up. Yeah. Like literally just go to the wiki. There yep. is lists on list they really put time into it um mm. i really like ford's like secret room with all the bill cypher mm -hmm. stuff in it yeah and just just the fact that it's floor number two yeah like the j just like it, it I, I like anyways it's a it's a dumb small thing like but i like the fact that two. you've seen well or not specifically the number two but just the fact that like they've gone past it multiple times in doing other things um, like going down, like every single time Stan has gone past this room in the elevator to get down to the That's lab true. to do his work. And the so fact, just a, yeah, and the fact that Ford like uh, keeps Dipper from looking underneath the cloths at the beginning, 
That's a good yeah. touch. Instant, yeah. like, building of tension and almost foreshadowing of, like, yeah, you're going to get to know what's underneath these. Maybe not this episode, but maybe later. Um, everything Dipper does is good. I like that you see him talking to himself via the machine. That yes. was really funny because yes, he does yes, it all yes. the time. Um, I like that his curiosity gets the better of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that whole interaction with him and Ford, like with the memory gun, is really good. Yeah. Um, because he is like, so Ford says, do you trust me? Um, mm. And then he immediately says something from Taurus Trap from the very first journal. Very first yep. time I read the journal, trust yep. no one. He immediately just repeats it, which is Ford's own words, which is yep. just so, it's so good. Mm. It's such a good like tie around. Um, and then I like that Ford's like, well, you did the right thing. You did what I would have done. You know what yeah. I mean? You could have got him out if he was in there, but he's not. So, but that was, it's just really good. I, this is the part I don't like. I, mm-hmm. I don't like the memory. Mm. I don't like, I like the idea of it. I don't like how it's used as an all powerful MacGuffin at least three times in this season. Once mm. to erase the entire, like the first time I did this sided line. Okay. It makes sense. The second time, it, now it's like, oh, uh, we're erasing everybody's mind in a different way. You are, yeah. I already talked about it. I didn't like that. I don't yep. like here that it bounces around like a laser. It doesn't make much sense. It, cause yeah. Bouncing off of Ford's head, okay. But bouncing off of wood makes no sense. Because yeah. wood yeah, would absorb bit. it. So it's just like... It's uh, just nothing we've seen before and there's no explanation. So it's Exactly. And it... it also, I've mentioned this before, they always just happen to have it when they need it because it's the all-powerful mm. MacGuffin. So that, it was shown that, at the beginning as well. Yeah, you did that, see it when definitely. you were walking into the he room. He didn't just but... pull it out of his backpack like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, it like wasn't last as time. bad. <laughs> yeah, yep. but it's yep. always the, I need this right now, so it's here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's the one scene I didn't like is when it bounces down the room and destroys the machine. I, I, I mean, it makes sense because now they can't protect themselves. So it's mm. a cool little what do we do now thing. But I really liked all the altercations between Dipper and Ford in this episode. I think they're really good. Yep. I completely agree. Um, I think that was uh, excellent because we are already told that Ford can't be controlled by Bill anymore because of the plate. But because of the way they built up tension and distracted us from the fact that they already told us Bill can't control Ford. He has the plate installed in his head for that. We forget about that and believe that this is a possibility, even though we were told it's not a possibility. Mm. And even if you believe Ford, should you believe Ford? Because how long has he been taken over by this thing? Because, like, again, you you have in uh, in like the I forget when you see all the flashbacks, but the fact. Yeah, he sees uh, like Bill taking over Ford's mind. Yeah. So is Bill just still in there? Is the Ford who came back to this dimension Ford? Or is he being possessed by Bill the whole time? Yes. That's where it sows doubt. It's kind of... Uh, have you guys ever seen The Thing? You know what The Thing is? The, the idea of The Thing, it's a shape-shifting alien from space. And it mm-hmm. can take the shape of anything and anyone. So your friends, it kills them and becomes them. And they just say it's not me. So the whole the whole thing is if an enemy is disguised as a friend or has taken over a friend, you would never know. So that enemy is mm-hmm. going to do everything it can to say, like, it's not me. Like, I'm just me. So that whole sowing those seeds of doubt. Well, yeah, he said he came to the over. 
But if Bill is controlling him, Bill would have said, I can't be taken over to sow the seeds of doubt. So that's where the whole trust no one thing comes in. Because mm. that's what Ford actually told him. So um, there was something. Oh, so I think I understand why he, he puts the um, helmet on Ford and immediately sees Bill. It's because yeah. Ford was asleep. Uh, so I'm, yes. I'm wondering if Ford is just okay. completely plagued every night by Bill. Whenever he goes to sleep, and then Bill just shows up and starts like, I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Maybe the, in a previous episode, there's a time where like Ford uh, hadn't slept for like days. I think it might have been when uh, uh, when Stan came to visit him. I yes. think, um, and he was like, "Are you here to steal my eyes?" Um, Etc. And wondering. Yeah, he hadn't slept in, in multiple days, probably because he was plagued by uh, visions of Bill. Now, I think Bill's reappearance here, because at, at the beginning of the episode, we see Bill comes back and Ford responds as if he's been gone for a while. Or if like he hasn't had these visions every night. So I think it was Gideon's summoning that brought him back, that gave him a specific task. It seems like he almost operates on... Um, like traditional Faustian uh, rules where like you, you have this contract and they can only act according to the contract and like they, they have to be kind of summoned or employed to do these things and that sort of gives them power or give the, gives them initiative. They can't just go on like a conquering spree on their own, that sort of thing. So I think it was Gideon bringing him back. Say again? Hmm. Hmm. Gideon could have essentially mess with them. He goes into the house. That's a really good point. Because he, well, he was destroyed in the dimension. Also, when he, uh, when Tipper was destroyed by it, it says, I'm in dimension 53. Whatever that is. Yes. Um, which apparently, I, I googled, it's like the Oracle's dimension, and that's all we know about it. Like, the, I think it's maybe in Journal 3 huh. or something. We just know it as the Oracle's dimension. Um, apparently, also, this is uh, dimension 42 or something like uh, that. It's I forget if we learned that Something before. apostrophe backslash. Yeah. I think 43 right. apostrophe backslash or 42 apostrophe backslash. Yeah. Yep. 46. Um, so anyways, there's so. there's all kinds of nerds doing like uh, multi-dimensional theory and yeah. how, like, every if there are multiple dimensions, every dimension is both equally far from each other and equally close to each other. All that fun stuff. Hey, um, hey but although, uh, mm -hmm. in today's news, as a relevant thing, um, scientists have, for the first time, observed two time crystals interacting with each other. And I'm not talking about Gravity Falls. This is like the real world scientists on Earth. <laughs> so, you know, relevant. Time crystal. Basically su super cooled gas and they do like a particle acceleration thing to create what they call time crystals. And huh. they had never seen like two of them interact. What happens? Essentially, all their little bits are always moving in one direction or another. So they don't like follow mm. the laws of conservation of energy sort of that's what i gathered it was a summary it wasn't a i didn't read their findings in like a paper however they exchanged constituent particles flowing from one time crystal to the other and back a phenomenon known as the josephson effect so yeah maybe, maybe that shall now be known as the josephson 
<laughs> Maybe that'll be the uh, the conclusion of this episode. It'll be Time Crystal, Probably. and then all of these cartoon characters will pop out of that laboratory that the scientists mm -hmm. did it in the real world. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> it will be there are, bad and weird. There are some. Okay. Can I read yeah. the list of Dipper's thoughts? Yeah, go ahead. There's, some, hey, there's, there's some, some weird ones. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, man. I can't believe I'm with the author. Gosh, I hope no one was looking. Maybe if I cross my legs, no one will notice. Okay. You, you got to read two more to make it. I'm kind of hungry, but I could also not eat. I should really try out the president's key sometimes. I could probably rob a bank. I miss Tyrone. That yeah. red bathing suit. Man. Did I fly down? There we go. Disco That's the one girl. that explains the rest. Yes. yes. Wendy, 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 Wendy. Ugh, oh, this is so hard. I've been here forever. Eeny, meeny, miny, you. Which, isn't that what Bill said to yep. him? Um, and then you get the, there's a few about Ford. I want to go past the Ford ones, though. Uh, I wonder what Ford is thinking. Use the machine just to peek. Uh, I'm itchy. Why am I always itchy? Will I be itchy forever? I hope Ghost Harassers lasts another few seasons. <laughs> and needs to hide his magazine collection better. Okay, those were in Journal 3. Uh-huh. Dubstep. They're yeah, not in the actual yeah, it episode. Says it, it says it down here. That's. Yeah, his uh, gold chains for old men magazine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. Trying to think of nothing. Ugh, that was something. Good stuff. <laughs> oh. So let's see. Um, I think if we're tied up, I have a great transition to talk about the Mablecorn arc. Definitely. Um, I love. We see. The dichotomy essentially of the twins happening right at the transition when yes, 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 Ford yes, yes. puts the helmet on Dipper and says yes, time yes, to yes, strengthen yes. your mind and it's an immediate to cut to Mabel right before they go through the uh, do a thousand good deeds montage mm -hmm. and he says time to strengthen my heart it's beautiful Boom. it's beautiful yep spotless transition I, I, I marked that down because yeah it's Outstanding just, move. Yeah, just good storytelling. Um, you have the A plot, B plot. You have mirroring between the two a little bit. Um, and then, of course, the montage. Yes. Um, it's back, baby. And it's very good. It's very sorry, good. Um, sorry. Oh, why is his name gone? Bradbury. Oh. Oh, Toby. I, Toby. Sorry, Toby Determined. <laughs> He's stuck in his house That's, now. <laughs> I, that's I think one of my um fa one of my favorite jokes from that is just anyways pointing to tree in front of Toby's house in front of Toby's house don't let him get out of his door anymore um and just his re small reaction to that beautiful <laughs> he like tries twice and then just gives up <laughs> <laughs> one of the that's things on amazing. Mabel's list is abolish the electoral college. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my yeah, god. I have her list. Would you like me to read her list? Sure, now? go ahead. Save snails, plant tree, make Stan smile, donate blood, guide ducks, bazazzle Nathan, tip Susan. Who is Nathan? Old Lady Biz. He's one of the teenagers. Ah. Uh, oh, right, 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 Mess Nate. Message Waddles. <laughs> what? 
Sponsor clown. Water tulips. Take out trash. Wash Seuss. Scratch. <laughs> Scratch waddles. Polish Tyler's boots. Abolish electoral college. Clean gutters. Polish shack floor. Mowed Dan's lawn. Who's... Oh, Danley Dan. Wendy's dad. Oh. Um. Um, there were a few that didn't make the cut. Uh, mm-hmm. They had, like, more on the list, one of which was giving an apology letter to Gideon for putting him into jail, writing an apology <laughs> letter to Pacifica about how she started that rumor that your butler picks your nose for you. <laughs> nice. And then the last, the last one. Um, and so I guess there was supposed to be a scene when she wrote down the bad things she did. Oh. And they took it out, and one of the bad things she did was brushed Waddle's teeth with Dipper's toothbrush. Oh! <laughs> um, but it's so for a good Mab- cause. Mabel plot is... I think I like it more than Dungeons, Dungeons, and Dungeons. Mabel, Grendel... Uh, <laughs> Grunkle Stan, Grenda, yes, and there uh, we Mabel. Go. Yeah, yeah. Mabel. Like, it's, it's, I think above that. For me, even <laughs> though I love their like side plot, this one is yeah. like even better. Um, oh, it's also, apparently, when she put down the snails, it was originally like what they originally wanted to do was have a dog eat them immediately. That was <laughs> 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 gonna be like the thing is she moved these snails over, put them down, checked it off her list, and the dog just ate them. Oh, but then they were like, that's just stupid. It's like <laughs> a storyboard. Oh, man. Yeah, their plot is really simple too. It's really yeah. straightforward and it's great. I love the gnome tavern. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I and was dying. The it best so part about good. it is they they don't get tied down in it either. Like you are in and out of that full plot line in about three minutes. Yeah. I didn't time it out, but it's like it's 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 so good mm-hmm. because it is so trimmed down. Like in a lesser episode, you would have lingered on this for a good like 10 minutes of trying to do this pointless side plot and ultimately it is like completely pointless because they they do their thing and then Mabel comes in and stops them and like they haven't actually accomplished anything but oh my gosh mm-hmm. just is like <laughs> beautiful Wendy bursts through the door and she's like <laughs> we need to know how to take down a unicorn no games and then Candy, Candy. comes through yes. the door grabs a bottle and smashes <laughs> yep. it and screams we're humans we take what what? I was just dying. And then that so little good. gnome in the corner with the acorn playing yes. his knife hand. Yes, yes, I yes. Just, what is going on? Oh, it's just this, this, and it's the best thing. These sort of like cutaway or short-term things that introduce an entire world and don't explain it other than what you get to see. It's so perfectly that done. Butterfly trafficking is illegal, yes. huh? and this gnome loves it because how they tickle his face. Like, Yes, and then you have the gnome police and the fact that the gnome justice system is overseen by an owl that they dressed up like a giant adorable owl. Also, why do they betray him? I I don't don't know. know There's no reason to. There's a... I, I think we are with the siren on his head in the background. And I just, like, the first time we watched it, I looked at Matt and I'm just like, what the hell is this? What is going on in this? <laughs> oh man! I literally shouted, "Why did they betray him? What is happening?" <laughs> also, the line he says when she goes, "Where do you get this stuff?" He goes, 
You like yes. to eat sausage, but you don't want to know how it's made. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. I was I'm crying right now. I was just like laying on the couch. Like I couldn't breathe. It was so good. <laughs> it is I I wrote the best most dense two minutes most fantastic section we have seen in a while yeah like yeah that trevor said that the intro is maybe better than all of last episode just this is also in that same category yeah 100 it's all oh. <laughs> like real fast it just gets there and it just keeps like the second you get to the girls being like, Fables in Tree is like that. Let's get up. It just takes off and it doesn't slow down. Mm -hmm. um, after they knock out the unicorn, the, the little fawn starts. <laughs> yes! he's, he's, he's in Morse code. SOS, SOS, SOS. And then comes up behind him and. Chloroforms him. Oh my gosh. This episode is so good. Go to sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Oh, also Gosh. the whole the druid joke. All the druids with the uh, yeah, that's the great. Deepest, deepest of voices. <laughs> Grant is like, give me that. Yoink. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's also fun to see Mabel with the journal, like in the place as this uh, like lore proficient uh person versus it, it's just a cool uh kind of reversal, which is great. Yep. They play rave music. They play yep. the music from the dance dance machine in the inconveniencing. Oh, that's great! It's a, it's a callback to the inconveniencing. That's <laughs> oh, that's play. beautiful. I was trying to place it. Oh, that's amazing. And then they fight, and so originally there was supposed to be a fight. Yes. Um, yep. But they had to cut it for time. Yep. But I think it's better they didn't show the fight. And I that, also agree. Legitimately, yeah. you have this zoomed in Ford and Dipper talking. What are we going to do now? Smack! Did someone say unicorn here? Yep. It's yep. just like, it is so, they're just covered in blood and tears and eyelashes. Yeah. It hits so much better and has the same feel as the, uh, like, show don't tell. Well, it's not show don't tell because he'd be showing the fight too. But of this whole, like, magical kingdom over here, also on the map. Um, there's like, here's the tavern, here's the nail salon, here, which she doesn't say, like, here's the bad part of town is what it's listed as. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and there's there's so much um, that just isn't told to us, and I think cutting out the fight scene just adds to that. Although, you can find, um, apparently, the, like, uh, the basic uh, story, like, fully animated storyboard thing of it online. It's like 11 seconds, but um, nice. I, I kind of agree. That just, just I the, love the that cut. They're, they're just charging at each other, and then it just cuts to them covered in unicorn blood. And it's not even, they didn't even win the fight. It just <laughs> annoyed the unicorns enough that they gave them treasure and asked them to leave. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're also shown how unicorn tears, unicorn snot, yes. and assumedly unicorn blood is all the same rainbow liquid material because when. A Bethabel cries the first time, it's that rainbow-colored liquid. When Mabel punches her in the nose, a drip of snot comes out of the rainbow-colored liquid, and then they're covered in it when they leave. 
So mm. either they cried I'm, a lot or it's, uh, you I know. I mean, to be fair, blood, cranberry juice, and cranberry sauce. I couldn't think of another red liquid. Um, <laughs> Maybe like strawberry syrup. Yeah, are also all the same color. Um, but don't all come from the same well, source. But like One our tears and mm-hmm. sometimes our boogers and our blood are all different color. That's Correct. that's the comparison I was trying to okay. make. No, that's a fair How point. like? But then, <laughs> assumedly, uh-huh, all uh-huh. of those things would like that entire glade is now just like scorched earth because we see what one tear can do yeah. to a flower, which is a beautiful scene. Yep. Um, and Mabel's reaction to it is fantastic. So, assumedly, if they fought all over that glade, it is now just desolate. All the plant life is. I don't dead. care. They're jerks. Like, I'm glad. I hope that fawn got caught in the crossfire. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Um, we don't see the fawn again. So, apparently, uh, chloroform works better than fairy dust on unicorn. Just his Mm. face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How many unicorn necks do you think Candy licked during the fight? Oh, my gosh. And what does she taste? She never told us. That's the real mystery of Gravity Falls. That's going to be the finale. <laughs> also, Candy's this... just going to run in and say, strawberry or something. This episode <laughs> has like that scene with them around the table has one of my favorite like, end episode cuts ever. With Stan just running past the table screaming, <laughs> money! And grabbing the big pile of gold and running out of the room. He's just not there for the whole episode and he just runs through the room real fast. So, Table scenes are historically really good scenes. Yeah. Like in past episodes where we've had a, a, a table scene, they're they've like always go been fish. good. Wait, have we gotten that yet? We haven't gotten that yet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, no. Spoilers. No, wait. They play wait, no, Go maybe... Fish, not Monopolamacon. Didn't they play Go Fish for Crackers and Waddles 1 yeah. or something oh, like I that? Don't know. Didn't that happen in some episodes? Oh, no. Waddles and Stan. We're playing go fish. Maybe that's no? what it was. Hmm. I don't know. But then we also remember Mabel and Stan were playing poker, I think. Mm. <laughs> but not <Right>. poker. <laughs> <laughs> um, scratch him. So the episode oh, is yikes. booked by these table mm. And the first table mm. scene is Mabel with her unicorn sweater. I'm the Yeah. The last scene is Dipper and Ford sitting there defeated because her intellect got the better of and Mabel returning. Still probably the purest of heart person, but also coupled in <laughs> rainbow blood and, like, victorious. So the episode definitely turns our expectations of what was going to happen on its head. And I think that's mm. why it's such a good episode, because it sets out with, like, here's what's going to happen. And then just takes it and flips it upside down and goes, that's what actually happened. And that's like the kind of Gravity Falls I love. I think that's why I disliked last episode so much. Because it set up with, here's what's going to happen. And then that's mm-hmm. what happened. There was and that's no all that twist. Happened. Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Nothing Toby flipped. became mayor. Or Tyler became mayor. Tyler, so. Cubicure. Uh, <laughs> but, but even like that whole episode was just, here's this. You know, I mean, it was very, mm. it was straightforward. It was as straightforward as this episode, but it was just boring. This episode mm. was fantastic. So, 
I like I like the bookends of there's no way they're gonna do it, and they're the ones who got defeated. It was cool. Yeah. Because Mabel comes out victorious. If we want to point. move beyond the bookends that you've placed and be like, oh no, I'm hanging off the edges of the bookcase. Okay. This is one of the few, if not only, episode where the intro and the end credits scene are both like big, big story Gravity Falls overarching mm. story uh, moving. They, they relate mm. to it and they move the entire world forward. They're not, it's not just a uh, intro scene, Mabel runs into a screen door and gets her braces stuck, or an outro <laughs> scene, I'm a fortress. It's, it's ones where it's serious and heavy, moving the entire world forward. At the beginning, we're like, oh, Bill is still a big threat. At the end, we're like, oh, Bill is still, still a big threat. <laughs> mm. um, so I noticed that which is different than I think any other. Maybe I'm not remembering one. Maybe the end of the first season had something similar, but this is the first one where there's active. The world is going places in the whole story over this entire uh, animation series. Yeah. This episode is a really good um, amalgamation of both. uh, Like this is classic peak gravity falls with the Mabel plot, like 100%. And yet, with the Dipper and Ford plot and with the beginning of this uh, episode and with the end of this episode, this is like pure, uh, not what he seems tale of two stands like exposition and really fleshing out the world and, and like what is actually going on and answering the questions like that Trevor had, where after you have tale of two stands where you get told their backstory, but not their true, true backstory. You both get told here by Ford, what was going on and you get an explanation and kind of a continuation of him not wanting to tell the whole story. Like he's kind of trying to hide this from Dipper um, and, and trying to reveal like as little as possible, but he's, he gains a respect for Dipper in this episode um, based on his reaction there, um, which is really good. I think character development and some stuff that um, I, I feel like one thing that could have been done better up to this point is the Dipper Ford relationship. Um, I like the fact that they have this bonding over dungeons, dungeons, and more dungeons. I don't love the fact that directly after that, we then go to the Stancharian candidate where, um, like he's kind of just passively listening to what he's saying and just handing him some stuff to do. It doesn't feel like there's full progression moving forward in that department. I wish there was a little more interaction in there, but this is a nice kind of final thing to it where, um, you have, uh, dungeons, dungeons, and more dungeons where Ford sees himself in Dipper. You then have uh, Stanturian Candidate, where I guess Ford is just kind of enabling Dipper and not actually, um, like, fully engaging with him as a person, but almost treating him, I mean, treating him like a child. And then you have this episode where, finally, Ford gains respect for Dipper, um, based on the way he reacted to this potentially very dangerous situation. Even though, like, the, the stakes are incredibly low in this episode and yet the amount of lore that is being covered is incredibly high which is something that we haven't seen um from a from a previous episode usually stakes rise whether it be with gideon or uh with with stan in the portal and lore dumps rise as well but (laughs) yeah uh, but but here you have those two separate which is really cool just to go back to maps this is the book it's probably the first time we've seen a conflict and resolution being the intro and the outro which is cool. 
because the conflict mm. being Bill is here and he's doing something, mm. and the resolution being the unicorn here and magic spell thingy worked. Good point. So that was definitely cool and different, and I liked it because you can. This episode even it has the shortened intro. They're needing mm-hmm. as much time as they can to tell this story, so they took the intro and outro and made it part of the story, which they normally don't do. Yep. So, speaking of that tangentially, and also speaking of uh, the the kind of uh, turn twists and turns of this unexpected ones, uh, they they kind of tease that the episode is going to be a Jumanji. Uh, yeah, thing. with the uh, this should take with, up twenty one minutes. All the games, yeah, 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 this should take up about twenty uh, the next twenty one minutes or so. Just beautiful, it's very good. Also, all the games he has. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was what was the one? Shh, don't wake Stalin. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Necronomicon-opoly. Oh, yeah, yep. so good. The last people 44. who played this game didn't make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, so. So, so, so good. So I think on that note, um, unless there's anything... Well, okay, there is... I don't want to bring it up, but there is a reason why I wouldn't give this episode an A+. Ah! And it's just some some things that I think could have done better. Um, basically, uh, uh, you need to set aside your... Or suspend your disbelief. There's the, there's the phraseology. In order to, I think, get it the way they want it. So, specifically, in the later part of uh, the unicorn plot where the girls go back into unicorn village and uh, are like spy taken out Celeste Bethabeth and uh, the fawn and then Mabel bursts in and it's like no stop (sighs) there should have been like three frames of her noticing them going in and that's it because you have her sitting outside you have them sneaking in behind her you have them opening the door which could have made some sort of sound like everything is set up for Mabel to notice and therefore foreshadowing that like she's going to burst in. But in the fiction that we are presented from everything we know, she has not noticed them going in and therefore has no reason to appear out of nowhere. Uh, There's there's so that's, that's one thing, but it's, it's whatever. The Uh second is why are the Bronicorns fighting against them? They seem like relatively chill and uh, not on the side of Celeste Bethabeth. So for them to join in the fight is a little unbelievable to me. They still don't want humans bothering them, though. That's like what they expressed. So they are in favor of the our horns can sense the purest heart lie because it keeps no, humans away. But they're not because That's they just say, a- like, are you running that con again? Like, seriously, that's lame. That's their opening line. Yeah, but, but then they, they say, we they, do that to keep humans away, including themselves in that. Yeah. It, it's, they, for me, they're they not more, fleshed out characters. They're I more or less just like, <laughs> they're more or less just ridiculing her for doing what she's doing. But at the same time, saying we do it too. And they're also, unicorns Maybe. are jerks. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. They're ruining mm-hmm. her con on purpose because they're jerks. Okay, but then they're also saying we hate humans. We're not giving you anything. So when it becomes a four on one, they jump in to help her because as much as they want to ruin her con and be a jerk, they're not going to let the humans win. So that's kind of that's the implied. Yeah, Yeah. and that's 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 my exact thing. It wasn't sold. So the the Mabel thing somewhat bothered me until the second time I watched it. Mm -hmm. And she's sitting outside when they leave talking about I just want to be like you. That's what she said, what she's talking. Yeah. She's talking to herself about Celeste Esteban. 
or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, is saying, like, I just want to be like you. How can I be like you? So there is obviously, a, not obviously, you have to read into it. But yep. there is the idea that these these three left. She's yep. by herself. She's sitting there thinking. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to go talk to her on my own. And uh-huh. that's when she walks through. Now, what they could yep. have done better is change the words she said when she entered. Yeah. Instead of it being, hey, stop. Like, she knew it was going to happen. She could be like, what are this. you doing? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, getting, because now you're you're yep. not giving it a, I know the plot. It's what is this plot. Also, yep. so my favorite part about that scene is I immediately thought that she was going to save the unicorn. The unicorn's be like, you are pure of heart. You saved me. But then she's just like, no, <laughs> screw you. It's, it's so good. So good. It's super good. This is, this is my so, favorite, one of my favorite non-straight, like, lore. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. take Stanford yeah. coming back and all that out of it. One of my favorites. Yeah. And I think a big part is, frankly, because the, like, the Mabel subplot, uh, I, like, I should have timed it out. It's probably, like, eight minutes total. And they have so much going on in there. So it's one of the reasons why I enjoy shows with um, whether it be 22 minute runtimes or 11 minute runtimes, because sometimes I should say shows that have a full 30 minutes or have a full hour can kind of just pad it out a bit. But when you're forced to tell a story in like eight minutes, you have to do it right. Um, And almost those restrictions force better creativity. It seems at least to me. Um, which I think a big plus for uh, animated shows because, I mean, you're not going to make an hour long. That's way too much money. Um, and so you have to make them shorter. And so the writers have to uh, have effective and what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 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 not wasting a lot of money, not wasting a lot of efficient storytelling. Ah. There we are. Um, they have to have efficient storytelling in order to get it done. And I think they hit it with this episode super good. So I think, I think A... A minus ish, like an, I don't know, 93 and a half, 94 for me. Really, really solid episode. All the parts with Bill are outstanding. Um, you know what? No, the, the, I'll just say normal A. I think it's up to a 95 for me um, like because that gnomes. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's there's always stuff they can improve. Um, and for me, the, the Mabel, like, teleporting for no reason uh, entrance thing throws it off a bit for me um and the the lack of a a little just again the fact that uh, i'm not mad that like they didn't do anything i'm mad that they uh sorry i'm not mad i'm disappointed <laughs> that they that they didn't hey, mom you they mad, set everything up and all it would take is just small changes in the lines or small like just a few frames of animation to explain what's going on like just uh, a tone of voice in the Bronicorn's approach to this um, or, or those sort of things. Um, just small changes, I think, would have made this an A-plus episode for me easily. But still, like, really, 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 really good episode. And once again, uh, the, the opening scene in the cornfield with Bill, you get to see the swings again, the broken swing set. Um, just the, oh, the presentation of everything is just beautiful. You have the swing set, the stand of war. Yep. The, you have, like, his entire story presented to you in this um with like the almost dying sun on the horizon so good uh do we want to talk before we wrap yeah let's do that all right we have three for this episode um the first one is a simple man with eager ears may trust the whispers that he hears 
the second one, which is the end page episode, is in Cypher's game, he needs a pawn. Be sure to know which side you're on. Um, and then there is one on the stone wall where he first sees Bill. Mm. Uh, and it reads, it started with bad dreams, which became nightmares. I was foolish. I want answers. I painted the symbols. I said the words. When gravity falls and Earth becomes become sky, sky, fare the beast with just one eye. So that's also uh, what Fiddleford saw when he went through the portal. And yep. saw like Bill's actual actuality. Mm. Mm. And we've seen gravity fall. Like gravity has stopped. And Earth has become Sky as the whole town floated up. Um, and so now we get to see the beast with just one eye. Ooh. Um, do we even want to do favorite jokes? I feel like we hit a lot of the, the core ones. I've it's, still got one. Uh, oh, I have definitely a favorite. Do, before favorite jokes, uh, I yeah. think we would probably unanimously say our most scary line. The one that's the most unsettling and frightening. The. Yeah, okay. One, two, three. Don't Money. have a heart attack. You're not 92 yet. Oh, that's right. Don't have a heart attack. You're not 92 yet. not 92 yet. Okay, that is unsettling. But also, you like to eat sausage, but you never ask where it comes from. Okay. Oh Talking about grinding up fairies is a little <laughs> more unsettling. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> so you make sausage. Yeah. You oof. Oof. Okay, yeah, no, that adds a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You don't get meat dust out of figs, though. Pork dust. And if you try Pig hard dust. enough. I was about to say that Gosh. exact phrase. So what? 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 What's funny? What's? Teach me how to laugh. I, I would love teach to me. teach you how I've to laugh. I've lost the ability <laughs> to laugh. Wanted to say this for the past twenty-five minutes since we got in talking about the Mabel Corn arc. Yep. When Celestabella Bethelbell gets hit by the fairy dust and just says, what the hey? And immediately <laughs> falls asleep. I'm done. But, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Because she doesn't, she doesn't have to say anything, right? But it's just a, what the hey? Dead. Not dead, but asleep. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the timing of it just, oh. It's fantastic. I think mine is also a Celeste Betha Betha Bell oh. uh, one where it's, it's not a like, full belly laugh or like a guffaw or anything like that but just the uh where she's uh like kneeling down um like i did all of these good things uh i'm pure of heart now right and she's like no you're not uh i mean look you're like you're crushing like 10 dandelions right now <laughs> those are basically children's dreams <laughs> just like, oh. oh boy The entire gnome interaction. Oh, yeah. Just when the when the gnome police show up and that reindeer has a siren on his head. It's just I can't. Just the second Brenda says the deal's off. I'm just like, what is going on? What is happening? It is fantastic. Oh. And um if you remember last episode, I told you to remember one of Stan's oh. listed crimes. Yep. And here is the here's the payoff. Here is yep. plugs across the border. <laughs> and then when she shoots the crossbow, oh no, the police! Vominos, <laughs> vominos! Oh. And then just the poor pugs. <laughs> poor poor pugs. Barrel of pugs. Oh. I think 
that brings us to the conclusion of our four, wait, third, wait, 30, 30, wait a minute, <laughs> 35th episode. There you go. That's strange. Um, there it is. Yeah. 40 is, is coming quick. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We're, we're going to have a discussion after we, uh, we finish this up a little bit about, um, what we want to do. Oh no, Matt. Joey wants to talk to us. We're in trouble. Oh yep. no. I'm going to talk about how he's you're all not mad at us. He's no. disappointed in us. <laughs> I'm going to be doing I'm going to finish off this series by myself and you can never watch it. Oh, watch your no. words, Joey. I'll teach you how to make sausage. Oh no. Uh, but I, thanks. Then I can make my own. It'll probably be better than store-bought. Yeah, it'll be pretty good. Right Possibly. Pretty, it's delicious with some fennel. There's a YouTuber who makes sausage out of everything. That's right! Made water yeah. sausage! He's beautiful. 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 Sausage is the ultimate food. <laughs> we'll see you guys here next time for uh, Roadside Attraction. Oh! Um, which is kind of the, the final episode before uh, we just hit that slippery slope and slide right into the three-part, like, two-hour finale um, of this beautiful, beautiful show. We'll be there. Will you? I sure hope so. <laughs> um, I've been Joe. I'm Matt. I'm eternally Trevor. Um, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see you guys next time. Is this a normal outro? I no. See, I, I think it would actually be weird if they were we, there when we watched it. Here we go. Because then I'd just be like, me and Trevor would sit down with our Taco here. Bell, and then you, listener, you'd pop up right next to us, and we wouldn't have any Taco Bell to share. I just, I just I want mean, a normal outro. The thing is, I'd have Taco Bell this year because I always oh, buy too would, much, so I can eat it later. But you're not getting any. I'm sorry, listener. Oh, I just want to say our names and end the podcast. You're going to keep all your chicken quesadilla to yourself. This is all. You just want us to say our names? What's our. Right. Hey, if Bill Cypher was here, what ciphers would he give us? <laughs> I think mine would be a beard, right? That's what my cipher would be. It's <laughs> not a cipher. That's, that's a not how it works. Yeah, well, I mean, he calls. He calls. You know. Oh yeah, you're right. You're pine right. tree. Yeah, I'd be a beard. That would oh, be a, a math. Joe would and be. Joe, Joe out, would be disappointed. Outro desires mostly. <laughs> Just a palm. A palm on your forehead. For CNN News, this has been me. We'll see an end, you guys, next time. Hey, nice. Frosty, kids. Peace. Peace.